there's a balance between the hysteria of it and real caution. But then to Jen's point, I think you made even before we started recording, recording is like the ba- the stuff they're telling you to take as precautions are things that are universally accepted as always true. Super basic. Mm-hmm. Cover your mouth. Wash mm-hmm. your hands. Mm-hmm. Not like just hit hit the soap and water real quick, but like 20 <laughs> seconds of hand washing. Um, it it seems don't touch your face. <laughs> I mean, if you're sick, stay at home. These are not like groundbreaking. There's nothing new. Brand new, right, medical discoveries. Like, these are things that people should have been observing for many, many years. And yet, it takes something like this to get people to consciously make the effort, like, oh, let me wash my hands, you know, for 20 seconds. Were you washing your hands for 20 seconds? No. So I wouldn't say that, like, like, that seemed like a long time to me. And there are times when I would, but maybe on an everyday basis, not 20 seconds. But I did always wash my hands. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today, we are joined by April Cunningham, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Jendai Jackson, owner of Jendai Asha Creative, also known as The Entrepreneur. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. I'm calling it COVID-19 Apocalypse 2020. I think you and I, Jen, we came up with this name or was you and Lisa? I can't remember, but we talked about this, okay? Because right now we're in the midst of some kind of apocalypse. Everybody knows what's happening. Going to Costco. Can we talk about that? or CVS, Mm -hmm. or Safeway, or Giant, or whatever kind of retailer. Where's the toilet paper? Why do we need more toilet paper to fight an infection? (laughs) Or paper (laughs) towels, and all that stuff. But but why are you stocking to the point where you're you're literally grabbing as much as you can? Like you're in supermarket sweep. It's supermarket sweep. You don't want to be out of that. Water, hand sanitizer, mm, soap. Uh, they they're out of uh, allergy meds. Like there's a clean sweep of the shelves. Tell me, what were you doing before? There was COVID nineteen. Were you not using hand sanitizer? Were you not using soap? So I heard this though. His hand sanitizer is gone, but soap is still there. <laughs> dirty people. What kind of dirty? Why is the soap shelf? Although, twenty seconds. Although somebody told me that hand sanitizer because you can take it on the go, like you can pop it in your purse, and like if you're where if you're out and about, so mm-hmm. people are just like, I need it with me at all times. Versus like soap is a little more. But but sorry, I was gonna say on the toilet paper though. I watched uh, Trevor Noah said something funny, and he was like. Toilet paper is definitely, like, a first world problem. He's right. like, there are plenty of people who don't have toilet paper ever. And then he's like, you do know that after you use the bathroom, you're also in the room with a shower. So, <laughs> <laughs> you just do that. <laughs> and I get that. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, like, the last last of the Mohicans. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. I want that to be well, my eventuality. Well, yeah. It's a good first world problem. And this is why a bidet exists. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I was in Europe, I was just like, what is this thing? Yeah, I really can't get with it. I don't own yeah. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but it is why yeah, they don't have toilet paper or at least they they didn't at some point and that was like how that was kind of the first toilet paper like just wash it 
Yeah. Okay. So, so I don't understand. I, I am definitely, so first of all, I'm Bob Hundley's daughter, so I'm an overbuyer for all sorts of things, right? And so, yes, I have plenty of toilet paper. And I actually, long before the COVID-19 outbreak, had plenty of hand sanitizer. Oh, my gosh. I will show you before we finish this recording how much hand sanitizer I So did you, are you selling it? No. <laughs> you probably could on the black market right now. You probably could on the black market right now. I'm not giving it away. Because I, yeah. But no, Jen, I, I, I need an extra bottle. I, I, I might be able to. Okay. <laughs> you know what they say. You know you know what they say in Wall Street? When there's blood in the streets, you buy property. So if there's blood in the streets, this is the time to get gangster about your thing. Yeah, there's so many things to unpack about what's happening in the world right now. And so first, let's talk a little bit about the coronavirus and COVID-19 and why people are so anxious and or alert, not anxious which is the new hashtag. Uh, I'm curious how you guys are feeling about the revelations of this this virus that's kind of sweeping the world. I have mixed feelings. For sure. I don't really know how I feel. Yeah. I have mixed feelings because on one hand, I feel like, well, the hysteria is a bit much. Um, like... I live across the street from a giant and my husband went like yesterday or the day before and there was nothing. No produce of any kind. No lettuce, no onions, no garlic, no tomatoes, no avocados, no chicken, no beef, no pork, no beyond meat, no like nothing. That that depends on the area that you live in. Ah. In my area, Uh. all the produce is there like all the vegetables all the fruits everything is available just the canned stuff the canned stuff's gone the meat's gone yeah yeah no it was totally i mean no of course no toilet paper no paper towels no cleaning supplies i mean that was like long gone so that's like the part that i have a hard time with is like the hysteria of it all but at the same time i mean i i have one living grandparent and so i keep coming back to it's not really about the healthy right it's not about those of us who could recover it's about the ones who can recover being conscious of the ones who can't or who wouldn't right and so you know we're like that they, they said something about um quarantining is like especially now there's so many people who are uh infected or don't know that they're infected that you're probably about three people away so that means you're like two people from like all you have to do is touch your coworker and your grandma and then you know it's a big deal so that's what I keep coming back to is like as big of a deal as I feel like it's not it really is for and it's a luxury it's it's a good luxury to be able to say I'll be fine if I get it right but there's so many people who don't have that luxury and so we the healthy kind of have to advocate for those who aren't. So. That's that's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about grandmothers <clears throat> and grandfathers and those who are sixty and above that I'm related to that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts it into perspective because before that I'm like, uh, this doesn't affect me. I don't, like what what am I? I'm not one. I'm not scared. I'm not nervous. I don't have any anxiety about it. I'm still getting the type of groceries that I want to eat because I live in, you know, an underprivileged area and everybody's eating every single canned thing that there is. And so, like, I'm fine. Like, there's there's no concern or no worry here. I think this goes back to what I think, Jen, you you DM me after I put up a an Instagram post or story about how this is like the best thing to ever happen to introverts. 
Oh. Like, it's just amazing. I'm like, like quarantine it now. Yes. Cancel everything. Yes. Everything canceled for 14 days. Oh. Yeah. So, Are you serious? Yes. This is great. This is social this is distancing. Yes. Dream. Yeah. You don't feel that way about it? <laughs> oh, my God. No. Really? No, You're not an introvert. I'm an introvert yes, sitting I, in a room of introverts. So, yes. Absolutely. I'm an introvert. But I think that's, I know, I don't think it's good at all. I think there needs to be some balance. I also think that. I mean, I get a dopamine hit from clearing my schedule, but this social distancing thing is like, it's hard. Yeah, no. I, I'm just doing elbow bumps with people that I'm used to hugging because I'm like, hey, and especially even more so now because I recognize everybody's trying. Everybody's a little bit on alert <clears throat> slash anxious slash, you know, a little bit fearful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with my grandmother and I'm just like, uh. Yeah, you can't touch her. Don't touch. Don't mm-hmm. touch her. She's 88. There's no way I want her jeopardized. I don't know what if I picked up. People can be um, carriers for up to or incubating for up to two weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm scared to. This is not a good idea. She's an introvert. This is not a good time for her to be isolated. Like, I mean, on one hand, yes. And on the other hand, like, yeah, but she needs stuff. Like, they're they're doing things with, uh, I saw something for Instacart or somewhere else. uh, one of these delivery services and they're saying you can have a no contact delivery so right. they just can leave just it at your door, at your door. Yeah. and I'm like you know I, I don't <laughs> can we do that all the time because yeah. I don't I don't really want to interact thank with you. anybody thank you like, yeah. just 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 drop don't, it don't I'll even get touch it. my doorbell <laughs> I, I will see it I will get it thank you yeah, yeah see I, I understand uh, both sides of it I do think it's like an introvert's dream of just like everything canceled there's nowhere I'm supposed to be there's nothing I'm supposed to do I'm in the house chilling but at the same time I mean I work for myself and so I had a real concern of like if I can't if my shop doesn't open for two weeks how does that affect mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. my income how does that affect I mean my husband he can work from home I don't have that luxury I need to right. be mm-hmm. where where I work um so I think it's like both sides. I, I if we really did quarantine for two weeks, I think the hardest part would be just like, and then what do, what do I do for work and that kind of thing. But then I'd be kind of good in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought stuff. I bought stuff to do. I got games and coloring books, and- coloring books and crayons. I'm like. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let me just say that after a very mild winter, I actually am relishing the idea of a quote unquote snow day right. or two, yeah. but not 14. Yeah, 14. Like, yeah. like that would probably be extreme even for me. Yeah. Um, and here we are sitting in mid-March where we've seen whole populations like the country of Italy decide, mm-hmm. hey, everybody stay home um, because the, the ability to transmit this virus unknowingly uh, is is pretty high, and so I think that there is you know reason for people to be concerned, especially if they come in contact with kind of an elder community or some sort of compromised community where they're just concerned about passing along. So I think that for relatively healthy people, there's not much of a a, a concern that they'll contract the, the virus and that it will be um, anything other than disruptive to their lives. But uh, in terms of who you might come in contact with where it would really pose a serious threat to them, I think there is reason to be concerned or at least exercise some level of caution. Mm-hmm. Okay. I <clears throat> have a lot of idea, a lot of uh, impressions about this thing. First, no one or I don't hear as much about protection uh, in terms of um, the immune system knows what to do. Generally speaking, except for those with compromised immune systems and aged and the really young, right? Obviously, their immune systems are either still developing or weathered, if you will. But 
there's not enough I feel about how to boost your own immune system and immunity. I, I'm part of me is like bring on the antibodies. Let's go because I'm I'm ready to. <laughs> I need this. Clearly, this is this virus is going to be around, and I need this. <clears throat> so for me, it's like yeah, bring on the antibodies. Oh, also please don't kill anybody. Can I boost my immune system? Um, there's a little there's a balance between the hysteria of it and real caution. But then to Jen's point, I think you made even before we started recording, recording is like the ba- the stuff they're telling you to take as precautions are things that are universally accepted as always true. Super basic. Mm-hmm. Cover your mouth, wash mm-hmm. your hands. Mm-hmm. Not like just hit, hit the soap and water real quick, but like 20 seconds of hand washing. Um, it, it seemed don't touch your face. <laughs> I mean, if you're sick, stay at home. These are not like groundbreaking. There's nothing brand new. Brand new, right, medical discoveries. Like these are things that people should have been observing for many, many years. And yet it takes something like this to get people to consciously make the effort like, oh, let me wash my hands, you know, for 20 seconds. It's... Were you washing your hands for 20 seconds? No. So I wouldn't say that like, 20, like that seems like a long time to me. <laughs> and there are times when I would, but maybe uh, on an everyday basis, not 20 seconds. But... I did always wash my hands, which, and not like the, sometimes I, especially in the airport, I see this, people just like, maybe they only Mm -hmm. rinse the hand that they used, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? Why do you, why do you, like, why do you think that's, like, they'll put a little bit of soap in that hand and they'll just like rub it together and then they think that's good. And I'm like, I don't want to touch anything now. Your hand is still dirty. Right. And your your other hand is probably dirty too. So anyway, but yes, yeah. it's such a simple thing, a very simple precaution. Yeah, but I think it speaks to the wider effort of uh, the medical community trying to get us to do the things that we know that they know will benefit us, right? So I was thinking about like how fear is not a sustainable motivator to get people to to make a positive change, right? So for the period of time that this virus has been growing and in the focus of the news a community right we've we've heard stories about like all these really basic things you should be doing but they're not new so it's probably stuff you should have been doing already and yet you know uh even in america the president was like well maybe you go to go to work if you're sick like i think there's some badge of honor associated with mm-hmm. i muscled through or powered through the sickness Absolutely. and i came to work anyway yep. mm-hmm. but now we're like hey wait don't do that because you're gonna put everybody at risk um, but the same thing I think happens when somebody gets a diabetes diagnosis or has a heart attack or um, learns that they're uh, even pre-diabetic, right? Or they have some sort of other marker for poor health. And the doctor says, hey, this is this is serious. You need to make some changes. And they're like, you know, eat more vegetables, get more sleep, lose weight, stop drinking sugar and caffeine. And yet, uh, it becomes difficult for people to take those things seriously unless they are the victim of some some event. Like I had a heart attack. And so then I decided to stop eating meat or, you know, some other sort of serious thing that happens in their life. Um, and so it may stick for a while, but then they may just go right back to their old habits afterwards, like rinsing their hand real quick, just the one hand that they used and then they're finished, you know. <laughs> So I, I, I find it interesting that this is where we find ourselves, uh, where the most sophisticated age of medical science is at a loss to deal with something 
And yet some really simple methods seem to be effective at keeping this thing at bay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's an old joke. Um, I'm not going to get it right, but something about, you know, uh, two men go into the bathroom. One's in the army, one's in the Navy, let's say. And they both use the bathroom. And, and as they're getting ready to leave, one washes their hands. And they say, hey, in the army, we teach our men to wash their hands. And the other guy says, well, in the Navy, we teach our men not to pee on their hands. <laughs> right mm-hmm. now it's it's an old joke it's pretty crass right and i'm probably audience if you've heard it maybe you have heard it differently and i'm not telling it properly but you get the point right like some people feel like i don't need to jen what's that your your polite laughs lisa and jenny were really nice because i'm sitting here like oh is that the punchline <laughs> <laughs> just so hard on you man thanks <laughs> <laughs> Some some days, yes. It's probably Point being James, like, yeah. yes, it's very basic to wash your hands. Everybody knows, and yet you, you got to go to the bathroom. Everybody has to go to the bathroom, and yet it's like, why is it not common knowledge? Is not common. Why? And, and some people can justify, rationalize, like I didn't, I didn't, touch, I didn't anything. touch anything. And it's like, but but we all touch everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like doorknobs and whatever else, and it, it's it's very basic. Um, I think, I think that people need to be more mindful, not just of how they're showing. We're all going so fast and furiously all the time. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, I think, Lila, you had something you put on the meme where it was like, or you saw on the meme where it was like, what y'all, somebody says, well, what have you been doing all this time? All the oh, yeah. shelves are empty. The little baby Yoda. What you been doing all this Yoda time? Yoda was like, <laughs> was like walking down the aisle with all the, you know, hand soap gone. Like, why? Why is it only gone now? What y'all been using like up until now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It begs the question. It does. I was thinking too, uh, <laughs> in like around what you said about the the joke of like washing your hands or don't be on your hands. I, I the the problem that I've had with um, the way that I guess the media has been encouraging people. Yes, do these very like actionable things, but then yeah, people are buying all of this like hand sanitizer and toilet paper, but like they're not doing the real preventative things that would keep you like the equivalent of not peeing on your hands like make sure that like no make sure that you're eating your fruits and your vegetables you're getting this canned stuff but yeah how is your immune system supposed to fight if you're not you know i think um that's that's a big problem even when you just see viruses like this take hold because so many people are at risk because of their lifestyle right their lifestyle choices they have these underlying conditions not because of something that happened just now but because of something that they've been doing that has now put them in a compromised position right and so even when you talk about like washing your hands that's something we should be doing all the time eating properly that's something that we should be doing all the time fruits and vegetables and like less processed foods that's something that we should be doing all the time and that getting we're not lots of rest doing. and getting lots of rest you know um and in light of this particular virus, that they're, they're also not advocating for that either. They're like, make sure that you get all of your disinfectant, mm-hmm. but they're not really saying, this is what you could be eating to equip yourself better, to build your immune system, to make sure that you have what you need to be able to fight this thing if you do get it. And so that's a huge problem um, that I've noticed just in how things are being handled. And it, when you talk about people changing their habits because of fear... Um, nobody's changing that habit, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. nobody's changing that. I one hundred percent agree with that, and I and I actually got triggered the other day when we were 
standing, uh, a group of us standing, we're listening to some announcements and a, a, a man turned to me and looked me in the eyes and was like, this is getting real. It's getting so real. And like, he was like, it's here. The disease is here. And I, and I was looking at him and noticing, you know, like the, the discolored eyes and the, you know, like extremely overweight and his skin looked dark, overly dark. And like, there was just, he just reeked, like everything just reeked of like being unhealthy. And I'm like, that's what you're concerned with? Yeah. Like, there's so many other things that... That are probably killing you. Yes, that are killing you. Like, I just see it in your eyes. Like, the color of your eyes tell me so much. I And I feel like you. this is, this is what takes precedence over how you feed yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's no, the challenge, that's is that things that are have an immediate threat, that are an immediate threat, get attention. But things that are a threat that might be dormant for a very long time are less conspicuous and thus get less attention. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. I think it's a, what we're being sold or what we're being told maybe um, is it's an incomplete system. You've got defense, kill the thing if you come in contact with it, put on your hand sanitizer, but not enough complete offensive mm-hmm. offensive measure yeah, arm yourself, though, so that if you should come in contact with it, know your body knows what to do if you arm it properly, if you get the rest and the food right. and the diet and all that. And the stress also, by the way, because if you're stressed about getting the virus, mm-hmm. you're not sleeping mm-hmm. well, you're mm-hmm. worried all the time. It, that also puts your, strain your on the, emos- yeah. the immune system and yeah. puts it at risk. So you got to calm down yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. and be proactive, not reactive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I find it interesting that people are buying up all the produce at places. Like, I was at Whole Foods recently. I mean, I would call it in a neighborhood that's hood adjacent. So, it's kind of interesting that <laughs> it... <laughs> seriously, like, there and were the no vegetables. Yes! Hey, that's and I was like, that's only going to last, like, three to four days. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. So, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think people are probably buying food that's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm encouraged by the idea that they feel like I need to up my fruits and veggies during this time of concern so that my immune system is prepared to fight off whatever's coming. That's good. That's encouraging. Hopefully those people are cooking those like vegetables now, you know, and because you have a refrigerator full of them, hopefully they're cooking them and they're eating them now and they're not waiting for them to go bad. You know, that's, that's the other part. But Yeah. But to speak to your point or the, the, uh, motivation for this episode is is COVID-19 yes and we're all on alert and yet um, there's a larger contextual conversation about fear not being a sustainable motivator like it's not going to be the thing that that changes people's minds eventually COVID-19 is going to rise and it's going to fall hopefully and we'll all have antibodies because of it Mm -hmm. and then it'll be something else I mean this isn't Mm -hmm. the first thing we had Mm -hmm. SARS we've had MERS we've had Mm -hmm. uh, H1N1 we've had you know like and in terms of like mortality rate in comparison COVID-19 to say HIV when it first burst on the scene Mm -hmm. I mean there's really no comparison HIV was like boom Mm -hmm. you got it it, and you were done Mm -hmm. yeah except I think that's the problem is that because there are so many unknowns around how it's transmitted, well, how quickly it's being transmitted, and then there are there are no antiviral drugs or medicines that will 
um, prevent it from wreaking havoc in a system that is already somehow compromised. I think that's why the healthcare community is considering it so seriously. But it was the yeah. same thing with HIV. We didn't. We had nothing. Anytime a new disease bursts into the scene, we we answer. We have to answer all those questions all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, the, the pandemic. I'm, and I don't think that this is. Uh, I don't think that part is hype. Like absolutely, the way it's spreading and how quickly. I don't think that's hype. Um, I think that people are so afraid, though. And, and I guess maybe. Not everybody. This is a general statement, but I think there's a real call for balance here that, hey, yes, there's this thing out here. Um, It's a virus like the other viruses we've seen on the scene. And you have a way to combat it naturally with your body if you align to it. But let it not be fear. Let it be a real sustainable change that you're going to implement. Hey, I'm going to wash my hands from this point forward because you know what? Hey, (laughs) might save my life Mm -hmm. Um, or the life of someone I love. Right. Um, And uh, same thing with eating food and getting a proper rest. And you know what? I need to like calm down. And to Jendi's point about introverts, like I'm just going to stay in the house and enjoy this. Right. Like, but Jindy and Lisa are smiling so broadly. They're like, please let me just stay home. I want to represent. So mixed feelings on this quarantine. Like, part of me is like, do it. I want to do it. Do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Yeah, I want to represent for the introverts that actually, I I think, yeah, 14 days is too long. I'd be going nuts. I also live alone, though. So, I mean, for me, that's like, that's a lot of time. I could get contact through the computer, sure. Mm -hmm. Clients and all that, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. But it's not quite the same. It's like, Mm -hmm. can I go outside, though? Can I go take a walk? I can't leave the house at all. But they say that you can leave the house, right? You just can't do anything with people. So you could go for a walk. But it got to be by yourself. And right. at night. By yourself. <laughs> but then it's sure you don't touch anybody. And it's yeah. sure you don't touch anything. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? So Especially for you, because you live in a high-rise building, too. Yeah, in the you've elevator, already touched four in the things lobby. before you left the house. Yeah. 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 Elbow tap everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to speak to your point on the like HIV, right? When it came out, uh, people were super vigilant, right? It was like... And, and they didn't know how it was spread. People weren't touching. People weren't kissing. People weren't doing all of those things. And now, I mean, they have a, basically a vaccine for it. And I know people who I've had coworkers who are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I sleep with anybody. Like, I get the vaccine. Like, I'm good to go. And so when you talk about fear not being a sustainable motivator, I know that's like. A- <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, my God. Because that makes people want to hyperventilate. Because people feel like, oh, I have the vaccine, or if I do get it, the medicine is fine. I'm not it's really going to die it's from it now. It's controlled. It's, yeah, yeah. The fear of it is totally gone, and people are living just as recklessly as they did before, before. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a disease that you can get from, like, touching people. You have to, like, actively be kind of wild mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To, to make that happen. And so, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's always panic in the beginning, but that always fades, you know? Some things, I think, after this falls and before the next <laughs> virus that hits, I think there are some things that are going to stick. Like, I think people are going to understand that washing your hands is important <laughs> to your everyday routine. Hopefully. Both hands at the same time. <laughs> Both hands, yes. <laughs> Maybe not the full 20 seconds, but I think that people will become more educated around the fact that it does help you save, you know, like your life. Yes. Um, but we will go back to hugging each other. Like, yeah. you know, like it, it, even though I am introverted and I appreciate like a, a wave that's from across <laughs> the room, there, there is a part of me that's like, Oh, I'm used to hugging you and I, I can't. Yeah. And like, 
I miss that for some people, for some people. <laughs> but, you know, I think that there are some things that hopefully we're, we're going to keep and then some things are just going to go back yeah, to, to normal. Yeah, I think the idea of just covering your mouth when you cough or sneeze. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, I'm okay to not shake hands. In a business context, I feel like I'm touching people way more than I really want to. And so the idea now yeah. that I have an excuse not to touch people, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. We can we can leave that to the side. I would prefer to hug you than shake your hand. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Especially if you peed on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can never be quite sure of. <laughs> um, I just want to put a plug in here because um the naturopathic doctor that I that cured me <laughs> really honestly from a bunch of stuff. We talked about this a, a lot. Um, she sent an email this week and she's like, listen, your immune system, you got to, you got to protect it. Vitamin C, get lots of rest, eat lots of veggies, work out for 10 minutes at least a day so that you're getting that active. Also take some vitamin D. Um, and I just thought, yes, somebody send the message that we do have some control here and also some power to, 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 to take back our health, to, to arm ourselves. We're at war with the with the virus. Cool. Let's put our shields on. Mm-hmm. Um, and vitamin C is super important to to help arm the immune system as well as all the other things we talked about. So I just want to put a plug in here that there is power. There is control. It doesn't. And even if you get the virus, um, no, your body is going to look to create antibodies so you cannot be reinfected. That's a powerful truth about our bodies and their willingness it's 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 ability to adapt even in the face of a threat that creates massive panic i like that that's a huge message shift in this like environment where everybody's freaking out take control thank you for listening if you like what you heard today please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app and in the meantime Don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.